Hi there, it's your girl Brittany, and you are listening to Finding Love in Purpose podcast, better known as Flip. In this podcast, ladies, we are changing anthems and embracing this new freedom that there's always a better side to life. You just have to flip it. Flip it. Flip it. To the Finding Love and Purpose podcast. I am your host, the one and only Brittany Brooks, and I have a special lady joining me on this episode. So not only is she associate pastor, uh, not only is she a mother, a wife, a friend, a daughter, but look, she is the one and the only, my beautiful, me madre. It's my mom. Queen B. <laughs> yes, Queen B, the place to be. Hey, man. <laughs> you know it, girl. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So I already know how this episode is going to go, y'all. It's going to be lit. It's going to be hot. I, I say that's this. right. We can't have it no other way. We have to be honest and we have to be transparent. Yeah, you took my words right out of my mouth. Yes, honest. Where you come from? You came from me. Okay, girl. All right. Well, let's get it. Okay, so yes, it's going to be hot. Well, what's the O stand for? <laughs> the O. We got to be one with ourselves because hot. You yeah. said honest and transparent, but we forgot the O. Uh, so always we're gonna be one we're gonna be one we're gonna hey, be that's one with good. ourselves I like that. yes I, see okay. i'm telling you on the spot just like my mom all right so ladies look god put it on my heart to do a series called taking care of her yes that's right we wear so many hats you know as women sometimes we can neglect the her and so in each episode we're going to focus on the letter h um h can stand for health it can stand for your heart. It can stand for what's going on in the head of ours and so forth. But what better way to kick off this series than to really focus on the house? Yes, not just the physical house, but also your spiritual house. And so yes. how do we take care of our house? You know, that's something that we need to talk about, you know, as ladies. And, you know, because we're incredible women. Women are incredible. We can do so much. Yes. We're built to do great things. We can multitask. I'm yes, sitting next to a person that can do it all. I mean, she could be cooking, being on the phone, uh, holding a child <laughs> in one hand and, and doing her Throwing a shoe in another. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that. So if you a mother out there, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, there's only woman that I know, only one that I know, um, all of my 33 years that I've been here, she's been a true example of how to take care of her house, you know, both spiritually and physically and that's my mom and so i've watched you mom at a young age just taking care of three children you know working being a career woman um i even remember when dad went away to korea you took on two jobs yes, I did. and so i noticed that you know also being an army wife you know traveling the world with dad i enjoyed that because i could give <laughs> deuces to people that i didn't want to deal with anymore okay Every three years <laughs> Everything she is, she's like, peace. Deuces. All right. So, yeah, and that, and just taking care of her husband, you know, being, you know, taking care of her family, her house. And I've seen, you know, we have not, and I tell y'all this, we have, I've never seen us go hungry without clothes, shoes. You know, we were always 
well taken care of. And, and on top of that, even when we had a little, she knew how to stretch it and so and expand that thing. Truly a Proverbs 31 right here sitting next to me. Oh, so I want to ask you, Mom, how do you do it? You know, because I know that one day I'm going to be a wife and soon, you know, probably, a, a you know, of course I am. Not soon, but of course I am. I'm going to be a, a mother as well. And I want to know, like, how do you do, do it? You know, many of us, you know, women, especially women that are listening, you know, they're wives, they're mothers, and um, those like myself, we're preparing to be that wife to our husbands, and, and one day we will be a mother to those children. So what gems can you give us? Like, how do you do it? How do you juggle all of that? You know, when God called me at a very uh, young age in my 20s, when I decided to serve him, uh, when he called me, I was, uh, I'll never forget, I was in the club, and... I was dancing and I was setting the house on fire and all of a sudden I saw this hand come through the ceiling and it was the hugest white hand I've ever seen and it was telling me to come. It scared me so bad. I took and I thought maybe I was drinking something that wasn't right. I put that cup down and I headed out the door and I came home to my sister that was saved and she was praying for me and I woke her up out of her sleep and told her, I said, look, don't do that again um, because I didn't understand that when God calls you at a particular time, he fashions you, he purposes you, he fixes you, he remodels us into a place that he wants us to be where we weren't before. And so I can say this, that when God give you um, a husband, he's going to give you the gifts and the skills to take care of him. He's going to give you the skills to take care of your children He'll give us, you know, he, it's just, a, it's something about, I always tell people, you never know how to be a mom until you become a mom. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's an all-knowing gift that God gives us. Mm -hmm. You know, like that time when you try to, you know, if you try to sneak out the house, I oh, I just knew it, you know. Yes. Or when you was in college okay. and I could tell when you was going to a party. Let's, you know? pause, let's pause right here. So let's, this, since we're being hot right now, okay, the, the block is hot in here. Yes. So um, literally and figuratively, y'all, we are sweating up in here. But anyways, um, yeah, in college, I could not go anywhere. It's like I had like a mark on my head. Yeah. And I would like, you know, the girlfriends were like, yeah, Britt, let's go to this party. It's going to be lit, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yes. And all of a sudden... Two I get a phone. in the morning. Phone call. Where you at? God told me you not in your room. Exactly. In your dorm room. And I'm like, gosh, I can't do nothing right. <laughs> no, we, I remember one time what you did. You turned the phone down. You went outside. Uh, and I said, what is that I hear? Do I hear some music? I and you said... Oh, I'm playing my radio or something. I'm like, you Child, know, I no. try to think of everything in the book. But you know what? You can't run from God. How about that? That's How a, about that? That's a word for somebody. But you know, I was young once, <laughs> so I could identify. I just wanted you basically to just, you know, tell me the truth. And, you know, then we could take it from there. And I, and I think sometimes that's the way God is. If we're just really honest with him and just tell him the truth, he already knows what we're doing. He's just looking for us to be able to say, yes, I did this, or yes, this is what's happening. So, you know, it's just amazing um, the, the gift that God put inside of us as women. We're all knowing sometime, and we don't even realize it. 
the power that we actually have. So I'm glad you said that. So my key takeaway from this is, you know, how did you do it? Is really God that that allows you to um, to fulfill the assignments that He's giving you. He's giving you the gifts, and so for every woman that's listening out there, you know, like she said. You're not going to really understand until you become a mother. But with that, he's going to give you the tools. He's going to give you the resources. He's going to give you the gifts. He's going to give you the discernment. He's going to give you all that, all of that so you can manage or, or, or use those roles, you know, use those roles effectively. And I know um, we always hear this, that it takes prayer. And, and this is the, is the number one key. I remember being pregnant with you. And I remember laying my hands on my stomach. And so women, you know, those that are mothers are pregnant or expecting to be pregnant, you know, talking to your children and really um, giving them the word of God while they're inside of your belly is so important. And I remember telling God what I wanted you to be. And I, and I started praying because I was so afraid because this is something that I've never have done before or accomplished because there's no book that gives you instructions for how to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody can tell you because you, everyone is different. So I, I do remember praying and saying that you would be a worshiper. I prayed God and I told God that you would be a prayer warrior, an uh, intercessor, I, things that you would be prophetic, things that I was speaking to your life as you were in my belly. I remember when you came out and I looked at you and those eyes looked at me like, Mama. <laughs> no. Like, girl, you better get yourself together. I'm coming home. <laughs> and so I realized some just hit me and said, you are a mom. And this baby is dependent on you to give them instruction, to love them, protect them, cherish them, you know, while you yet have time because it's a gift and it's a blessing. So I prayed. A lot of times I would have all three of you on the couch. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I have y'all on the couch and y'all be fussing and he looking at me and he doing this and mom and this, this and that. So I would start praying. I would pray my heart out. And all of a sudden I'll see LJ knocked out and I'll see Gabriel knocked out and I'll see you looking at me. <laughs> and, and as you're looking at me, you're praying with me, but then all of a sudden you go out and through prayer, just praying things in your life so that God can be able to bless you. That is one of the number one gems I can give you is prayer, is power in prayer. Wow, that is amazing. It is, it is. I, I can truly say I've learned a lot, especially what my mom has said. Um, and I think I shared with you before on, on the first episode about how I uh, was a worshiper. I watched her worship. We were, we were living in Germany at the time and it was uh, BB and Cece and she would be yeah. playing those songs um, and I would just see her worship and so I'd go in there with her and start dancing and worshiping too, mm-hmm. you know, and just seeing that model. So again, you know, mothers out there um, or anyone out there, you know, lady, um, definitely, you know, you don't know who's watching you um, when it comes to being a woman of God and so I just say, uh, with that, continue to um, walk in that assignment um, that God has given you and allow him to use you in that. And so this is a great segue, Mom, because I want to talk about, you know, of course, on the last episode, episode mm-hmm. 11, I talked about how I took this long break. Yes. You know, I took that long break and I said um, in August, I really wanted to become one with the one. And so mm-hmm. in that time, God was introducing me to a new version of myself. And so... Uh, with that, I talked about how God, 
uh, showed me something new. It was just a newness all around and a person um, that I never met before. And now I'm in a space right now where I, I am completely in joy and peace and even fulfilling new assignments as he's given me. So I want to ask you, can you tell us um, where God introduced you to a new version of yourself? Like you remember a time. When oh, yes. He had to introduce me to a new version of myself because I was a fireball. Um, really, you know, had a mouth that I could just, I never was a, a person that could fight <laughs> with my two hands. But honey, I could take you down to the ground with my mouth. <laughs> Just telling you who you are and what you are and where you're going to go. I could give you the who, what, where, when, and how. And then my sister, she was the one that it was in. She was very religious. She had gotten saved, but she was the one that was the fighter. <laughs> and so I would do the mouth running and she would do the, the fist punching. <laughs> and uh, so God gracefully saved her and she became uh, a very... Uh, very important in my life and I can say this that she prayed for me and she prayed for me and that particular sister when she prayed for me I remember telling her to stop praying for me like I said before and when God enters I what happened is I got my heart broken mm, talk about it oh my god can we stay right yeah, there yes it's a lot I of got my heart there. broken and a lot of times when you are having a good life like I said being in the club partying having your good time you know you got your boo that you cuddled up with that you know that would you know rub your head a little bit pop your shoulder um you you feel like you're in a safe place and I felt like I was in a safe place I had a, a really good person that I was dealing with and um I thought maybe he would be the one that God had for me and I was so excited to be talking to him because he was you know, fine as wine, and he had a dime. So it was one of those things that one day he came to me and he said that I'm, I don't want to be with you anymore, and I don't think I want to marry you. Mm. <sighs> so, you know, when he did that, you know, we always going to act like, oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine, you know. Oh, I'm good. It gave me that fight. <laughs> You yeah. know, I got a fight inside of me because I said, Negro, you are not going to know how you hurt me. You know how we be, you know, I'll be. And I was like, you know what? You can go and kick rocks with no shoes, um, you know, because you're just angry right now because I didn't let your candy, your candy cane get in my wonderland. Or well, is it's, that, it's candy land. It's, well, <laughs> candy land. I didn't let your candy cane get in my candy land because I, I wouldn't let him have my treats. So it was okay. Um. Because I felt like I didn't lose anything. But then I was crushed inside, right? Mm -hmm. I was crushed. So I prayed and I said, you know, that was when my sister came along. Your path, our pastor came along and said, you need to come to church with me. So, you know, when you're broken and when you're hurt, you will do anything to release that pain. So in my little mind I said yeah I'll go with you but deep down in my heart I did not want to go to church and it was on New Year's Eve and I told the people in the club to be waiting on me I said look I'm coming you drop that beat I'm going to be there y'all going to see me walk through that door and what happened was she came to me and she said you promised me that you were going to come to church and you were going to you know give God your life and this and that. So we got to church. I said, look, I called my cousins up and I said, look, I'm going to be at the club. 
I said, I just got to take care of my religious sister right now. And I've got to go to church, satisfy her, and I'll be there before 12. Well, I got into church and the man, little preacher, I tell you what, it won't too many people in the church, probably about 15 to 20, but it felt like it was 3,000. And that man was preaching his heart out. I mean, he talked about hell fire brimstone he talked about so much and I felt myself you know I was like looking at my watch saying I got to get out of here because I got to get to the club and all of a sudden he preached so hard that I felt my flesh my literal flesh fighting with my spirit man Mm. and I was moving forward to go up and then I felt these hands push me back Mm -hmm. and every time I tried to go and finally I just ran to that altar And I just cried. And that's when God changed my life. And I felt felt that new Mm -hmm. me. He erased all of that hurt and bitterness and pain that I had inside me. And during that time, they didn't forbid you to get baptized. So they put me in that water quick. And they had to put me in the water quick. Because if they wouldn't (laughs) have, I would have walked out there, Britt, and probably did the same thing that I would have done the next day. But they took me down in the water to be baptized. And I changed my whole life. I I had straight, long, beautiful hair down my back. But when I got out that water, I had a sister girl fro. I was looking like Shaka Khan and Sister Zulu. But, you know, at that time, I didn't even care. You didn't care. And so, um, and I, I just, I really was so excited to be saving. And one thing God told me, in in dealing with salvation a lot of times we in churches they say you can't do this you can't do that but God told me he said I saved you when you had all your makeup jewelry Mm -hmm. your tight pants on your high heel shoes your ankle bracelet everything I saved you when you did because I'm a God of the heart Mm -hmm. and when he changed me Britt he changed me and so that's when I embraced the new me because then where there was um, God gave me love. I had forgiveness for that Negro that walked out of my life, but I didn't understand that God's purpose and plan was for to send your father. Yes, your daddy. So I, um, we sometimes think that God doesn't know what he's doing and he's forgotten about us and why God do you send these men in my life that you know that are not going to do good to as, me as you would call them counterfeits let's call uh, them counterfeits <laughs> i call them um well let's call them. No, he's not a boaz but he's uh yeah you got it so um this we'll, we'll is what them i call count, them we'll call them counterfeits y'all okay i call them busters and jokers <laughs> all right well busters jokers buster browns whatever you want to call them they are counterfeits so yeah go ahead, they the candy cane man <laughs> no trying to come in my wonderland okay. he's trying to come in your wonderland don't let him do it girl it's candy land candy <laughs> well candy land everybody got something okay coming in your land let's have, how about that okay, well you so know what ahead. if you think about it it is candy uh his candy cane coming in my wonderland because it's wonders Okay. Wonderful blessings. Amen. All right now, moving right along. Okay, so back to the story. <laughs> you were saying, as far as like, uh, I want to know what happened to the friends. I'm pretty sure they were wondering where where were you. Oh my God, I I didn't have. I was scared. 
I was scared to tell them that I had been down in Jesus' name and I had gotten my heart right and and gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. I was so afraid to tell them. So they called me up the next day and they said, girl, you missed the club. What happened to you? So and so and so. And I was like, hey, I don't know. I can't talk to y'all right now. Let me call you back. (laughs) We didn't have cell phones during that time. But I took that phone off the hook and I had to get myself together. But then I found out that you cannot hide your love for Christ. No, you can't. No, you can't. And I found myself doing it out of fear. Mm-hmm. I was so I was afraid. I don't know why, because God had changed my whole life. But that fear of losing friends, the fear of losing friendship um, really gripped me because mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends. Um, so I told them that. I had turned my life over to Christ and honey, them things scrammed like roaches. <laughs> if you would have thought I had roaches all in the room. They, I mean, when I'm telling you, when the lights came on in my life, the roaches went crazy. They went gone. I had no friends. So God had to build um, me with friends and people in my life that would pour into me and would give me wisdom and teach me a lot of things. But it was lonely. It wasn't fun because I didn't understand why they couldn't accept who I was. And some of you out there, you may have people that's in your life that you're trying to make a change. You're trying to, you know, change your way of life. You're trying to release things out of your life. And you have friends that'll tell you it don't take all that. Or why are you doing that? But let me tell you something. Continue to press forward and do the things that God called you to do. Because it's going to bless you. It's part of your purpose. And man can't explain to you um, what God has for you. Only God can tell you and put it in your spirit for you to move forward in. Yeah, that's good. I was just thinking as you were talking, um, you know, I I didn't experience the whole friends that left. um, But I did have, you know, uh, guys left because of that very reason. They, They didn't accept the Christ um, that I served. It or, was jokers. Uh, <laughs> well, they didn't accept that. And it was one of those things where I, I you know, maybe you can speak on this because you, I'm pretty sure, like you say, you experienced it, but it's one of those things where, you know, as a female, especially just in these days too, um, you know, when you're trying to live for God and then that man doesn't accept that or, you know, it don't take all of that or, you know, they try to change you or try to, uh, make you compromise. Yes, and, and, and you'll different... find yourself in that compromising position because you feel like you've got something good. Because, you know, he may have a great job. You may, may have lots of money. He may be fine, you know, dress nice and all of that. But let me tell you something. You set yourself up for a fall because if they don't have any desire to do the things of God, then you have to release yourself. You have to cut that unbiblical cord that they're trying to attach mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Get rid of them. Bleed out, baby, because I've got to go. Yeah, that's true. I don't need you anymore. That's right. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Taking over my show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, as you will know, my mom loves to sing, but that is true, though. I can't sing, but I like to sing. I make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. So, um, but as you were saying, like, that's one of the things that I've noticed um, that... Uh, 
I at at this point in my life I cannot compromise or settle. I would say you always tell me, Brittany, don't settle for for less. Love yourself. Love yourself. That's all a part a part of taking care of your house too. Because That's you right. have to understand your boundaries. Yes. You gotta understand uh what goes in and what comes out of what the house. Goes out. Um, and so with that, how did you, you know, make up in your mind? Because there's some women out there that are listening right now where they're kind of um, in a divided state where they want to leave and they want to move forward. But then there's other ones that are, um, or the other side is saying, no, stay back. He's going to change. Uh, this is going to happen or, you know, different things like that. So how can you speak to that? Because I know for me, you talk, he was like, look. <laughs> That's all I can say is I have two words to say get out just like that movie get out get out get the heck out of there because um run run don't even look back just make up in your mind that you know this is it you can't continue to settle for less you are an anointed powerful woman of god you have so much love so much power and grace inside of you and you don't have to accept anything less but the best. But I think because of our self-esteem, because of rejection, because of loneliness, because of pain, uh, because of things that have happened and transpired in our life, we try to um, please that person and show them that I'm that girl. I'm that wifey, you know. I'm that ride or die. I'm that ride or die You, you actually are dying. Yeah. <laughs> on the inside. Yeah, you really are. You're you dying, really are. You're because you know inside. why? Because you're, you're not yourself. yourself. You're not taking not care take of her. her. Uh-huh. That's right. Girl. You got to take care of her. <laughs> so when you learn to love yourself, then you can teach that man how to love you, your king. You can teach him how to love you. And that's what happened with me. I had to learn to love myself because after um, the breakup, Mm -hmm. after I turned my life over to Christ, you know, we can get surgery and God can do things in us and we can forgive. But then once he does a surgery on us, we have that recovery. So the recovery stage is very important because that's when we get all these triggers and these things that come back to our mind about what they said. Mm-hmm. So I could get the Satan would play back in my mind what they said. I don't need you. You know, I'm moving on. Um, I'm not. Go- I don't want to marry you anymore. Um, I need some space. That's the big one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find myself or, you know, can you give me a break? You know, all of these things the enemy will bring back to you. And then you'll be like, well, you know, what did I do? I cooked his meal. You know, I washed his clothes. You know, I didn't wash his clothes, thank goodness. I probably would have thrown him on fire with gasoline and <laughs> all everything right, Angela, else. All right, Angela Bassett. Wait until <laughs> Abs- I would have. <laughs> I would have. Okay, okay, so calm we're not, down. Ooh, that's the old me, right? <laughs> thank, thank God for ooh, thank God for the blood. But thank God for Jesus. But thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but the new me, um, I had to really ask for prayer. And I'm telling you, ladies, it wasn't easy. And I can understand how you feel because you know, a lot of times people tell you, just get over it. Um, don't worry about it. Move on. You know, you can do this. You didn't need them anyway, but they don't understand the place that you were in. They don't understand the relationship that you built. They don't understand the countless hours and the things that you talk about and how you put your trust in that person. The investment. The investment. 
with no return. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, so yeah, because anything that you invest in, you're supposed to get something back. Mm -hmm. But if you get no return, then you ought to know, cash it's, out. It's, it's time to Sometimes when you buy stock, you just got to realize that, hey, if I, I'm purchasing something that is not bringing any value and any worth, and it's not making me feel who I need to be. So I need to just go and cash out. Let's try something else next. But not just jumping into a relationship just to say you have someone, a companion. So that's when God has to start working on her. Yes. And that's what we talked about earlier today um, when I was sharing with you um, that with everything, I want to make sure that in, in my life, in my season, that I am... I'm allowing God to fill every void because yes. I don't want a man to fill a void Absolutely. and then not satisfy or complete me. I, I don't want that. So for me, you know, especially during this time is, you know, let God do the work. Let yes. him uh, build me up, whatever he wants to do and fill every void. And so I tell every lady out there to take this time while you're um, going through this uncomfortable season in your life. To allow God to fill that void, to fill everything, to heal, um, right. to purge every residue, whatever he has to do, let him do it. Because when you meet him, when he, when God allows you to finally meet, you want to be whole. That's you don't right. want to expect him to complete and do and the things that no you And you don't want no baggage. You don't want to bring that baggage. You don't you know? because it's not, it's not healthy for him. It's and it's not. not, it's not right. For him to go through those things you know you're not going to be perfect right we, we understand that right. but you know work on the very the internal things you yes. know that only god can do and, especially and those change. triggers when they call you stupid or out of your name or you know some of them call them female dogs or, <laughs> you know you have men that saying that they love christ and that they're christians but they be cursing up a storm drinking up a storm doing all kind of things you know and you would wonder, you say you love Christ and you don't even know how to treat me. So if you love yourself, then you can, you teach him how to love you, not him show you. You have to teach a man. I had to teach my husband how to love me because he said, you know, he was raised in a family that, you know, were kind of like, you know, reserved and showing love. Mm -hmm. So I had to teach him how to love me. I, because I knew what I liked, I knew what made me happy, and I just enlightened him a little bit, you know, with wisdom. And this is when we were dating. And as in doing that, he paid attention. And that's what you want. You want a man that pays attention and he is gravitating to the things that make you happy. And vice versa. It's not a one-way story. You know, I had to make sure that I do things to make him happy as well. And y'all been married for 34? It'll be 30, 35 years 30, in July, which is a blessing. Yeah, 35 years y'all will be married. Um, next year will be 35. 35 years, And yeah. in that growing, y'all had to teach each other and learn. But the best thing about it is y'all foundation was always in Christ. Always. Which made it easier yes. to learn. I did you not know, marry and, someone and, unequally yoked. Yeah. And you cannot have someone that's a Buddhist or somebody that's, uh, you know, that's not in the same faith as you or someone that don't believe in God that's agnostic. It just will not work. Um, it fights against the purpose that God has for you. 
And I know you'd be saying, well, you know, he don't, he don't go to church, but, you know, he loved me. He treat me real good. But you know what? Is that worth it? Yeah, and I, I that's another topic in itself, and we're going to talk about that later, ladies, as far as, you know, I feel like unequally yoked, it, it stretches more than just the spiritual. Because, yes, it does. You know, it does. even just being, I don't want to say opposites, because some people, opposites do attract, but when you don't have, you know, good communication, you're not equal in that realm, yes. you're not equal in um, your purposes. Yes. And I'm not saying you have to have the same purpose, but at least both your purposes are going forward. Right. And sometimes you could be going forward and that person could be going backwards. They want to hold you back. So unequally yoke, can, it stretches miles yes. and miles. miles away. Mm-hmm. And my main word for that is just unity. When I say unequally yoke, I look at it as unity. Um, because, you know, if you put a yoke together, it somehow forms as one. Uh, even if you break it and you put it together, it forms as one when you even, you know, I'm thinking of that. So I think of it, I look at it as unity. If we can't be together, then we must, we are totally apart. And anything that God fashions and puts in your, and any person God put in your life, it's going to bring about oneness because you're going to be one. That's all, it's all a part of oneness and unity. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. So I feel like, uh, you know, just in what we've been saying, that we're constantly growing, you know, with every assignment that God gives us, and even with the challenges that we face in life, you know, as you said, God is introducing us to a new version of you. Yes. You know, you just don't stop growing at mom. You don't stop growing at mother no. or, or uh, daughter or, you know, wife. You know, there's Ministries. always, you're always growing. God's yes. always introducing you to a new version of you. Yes. And so he wants us to develop, you know, to build that character, build that strength, to build that endurance. And so just as you were talking, I started to reflect on my own personal times, you know, my good times. My bad times, some of the stuff that you've already brought up, you know, to the world. But that's okay. We're being hot. Transparent. (laughs) Yes, we're being honest and transparent. But look, um, every time I noticed that, every time that I experienced, it was always in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I talked about in episode 11. So um, with that, you carry so many roles and you you lead them well, mom. Um, But sometimes, you know, people, you know how people can look on the outside and say, oh, man, she's doing so well. You know, it looks like she don't go through nothing. But on the inside, you know, you don't know what that person may be battling with. So can you share a time that only God could bring you through it? You know, because as I shared last episode, there were some times that were some vulnerable times where I just thought I would never make it. So can you share with us, you know, a time in your life that was very vulnerable that you thought you could never make it, but only... Through the grace of God, God helps you to get through it. Yes. And and as I think about it, I was just praying about this last week. I said, I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. But I know that he brought me through. Um, the most vulnerable time that I had is, as you know, I lost, we lost our son. And in losing my son I thought I a part of me just died and I was just devastated I've been serving God for all these years I've prayed for people to be healed I've interceded for others and that didn't work for me Mm -hmm. I was very vulnerable 
I was vulnerable to the point that I couldn't reach God because I felt like God had forsaken me, but he was there all the time. So I shared the story with some of my church family that I was so out of it that I remember being in my office and I wrote God a letter. Mm-hmm. I took, because he says that we've been purchased, purchased by his blood, right? Mm-hmm. So this is me and I'm just a very real person. Um, I talk to God just like I talk to you and your father or any of my friends. But I got the re- I found a red pen. I said, okay, since you said I'm covered in your blood, I'm writing this letter in blood, in red. I had some nerve, didn't I? But, but I was in pain. I was broken. I was, I felt like a vase that was beautiful on the outside, but on the inside it had nothing but veins of cracks. And I'm sure some of you can relate to what I'm talking about. They're seeing you on the outside being beautiful, but on the inside you've got cracks, you've got veins, you've got where something has shattered you. It was just like an earthquake had hit my house. And when I look at the earthquake on the outside of my house, my foundation was great. But when I went inside the house, we had an earthquake some years ago. Mm-hmm. When I went inside the house, I didn't see the effects until maybe two days later. Then I saw cracks in the wall. That's the way I felt. I felt like my house had been shattered. I was damaged on the inside. The outside looked great, mm-hmm. but the inside was, oh my gosh. So I wrote him a letter and I said, dear God, I said, you know, you say that you are my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I love you. You know, I just start pouring my heart out to him and start asking him questions. Why? When? You know, why couldn't he be alive? Why did you have to transition him? You know, this and that. And I just I just poured my heart out. I was very transparent. Maybe one day I'll read that letter to your audience that I wrote to God mm-hmm. because I'm sure somebody else is probably feeling the same thing. Yeah. But, um... As I wrote it, I signed the letter in my name and I wrote it in Robin Brooks. And I told him in the letter, I said, and I want you to answer me. I said, because you say you're God and you will answer me. And I signed my name and I look, I said, I look forward to hearing your response. I signed my name. Now that was something very bold and out of character for me, but that was my moment of vulnerability Mm -hmm. where I was at a point in my life that I just felt like, I just needed to touch somebody. I didn't have uh, the people in my life to be there for me. I basically went through that. I lost friends. I lost a lot of things over that situation. But in losing uh, the friends, I realized they really weren't friends anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I was okay with that. Um, It hurt, but God just showed me where they were. I heard rumors, I heard talk, I heard all kind of stuff, but it just allowed me to just pray. I just prayed. I didn't care what anybody said. I wanted to hear from God. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, it was like two days later, we were going on out to um, out of town to Charlotte to celebrate Gabriel's birthday. Oh, the new year. The we new year. Yeah, yeah, we were bringing in the new year. And so I had wrote that letter to God probably about two weeks 
or three weeks. You know, they say he, you, he may not come when you want him, but he's on time. And I tell you the truth, he was on time. So I remember going, going in my bedroom and I heard the Lord just as clear in my ear tell me, go to your the room, okay, where I worship and praise him at. He mm-hmm. told me, go to the room. And before I could step my foot, hallelujah, Jesus, on the floor, the spirit of the Lord hit me and God began to speak to me. And it was just like, I thought everybody in the house heard what he said. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was loud. And he started talking to me and he told me, he said, I require you to praise me. I know that you hurt. I know that you are in pain, but I require not, he's not asking me, he required. And he said, because everything you asked me to do, I did it. And he said, and I require you to praise me. And let me tell you what, I was just crying because we had an angel to walk through the house. Me and you doing yeah. Thanksgiving dinner before LJ transitioned. This angel just came and walked right through the kitchen. And you, I looked at you and I, I said, Britt, I didn't even tell you what I saw. And you said, I know, I saw the angel. Mm-hmm. So God started talking to me about everything that he had showed me. But to make a long story short, at that time, I cried, and after that day, I worshiped and I praised God from the depths of my soul because of his love and his mercy. And I just really said, God, because some of us, we get angry with God. And God is always the person that we get angry with, you know. Um, when we can't find anybody else to, to get mad at, it's like, okay, I'm going to take it out on God. And I found myself being vulnerable at a place of being an evangelist, of being an associate pastor, of being a sister, a daughter, a mother. I found myself the strongest link I felt in my household. I felt a vulnerability that I could not control. So I cried out to God and that is when I can say that I was very, I was just broken. So in, in, in that God told me that he, because I went through so much brokenness and like I said, lost friends and loved ones that I thought that would be there for me. I'm telling you, honey, you find out who is really for you and who's really a true friend. People tell you that they love you, but I'm sure I got an amen witness out there and you'll find out who is really there because they'll leave you. They scatter. It's like they don't know what to say. I had one friend tell me, I just didn't know what to say. What? You know, what? We want people to understand, like during grief, you know, you want people to understand you know, where you are and, and different things. And, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things was, you know, I had to come to terms with is, you know, not everybody is going to um, understand what you're going through, but at least the, that's the beauty of prayer, though. If you can tap into intercession, then God can give you what to pray for. And I feel like a lot of those friends that you talk about didn't even want to use that as an option. No, they didn't. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you'll find who your closest are when it comes to a loss, especially with Loss grief. in relationship, yeah. loss in, and, and, uh, and everything. in loved ones, any type of loss, you'll find out who's, who's there for you. And especially when you come out of a heartbreak, a breakup, a relationship that you trusted to be, you can't really talk to your girlfriends about it because they happy about it. 
like, hmm, I knew he won't like that anyway. You know, she should have listened to me. But you never said nothing. You know how you can be fat and all of a sudden you lose weight? And then people say, oh, you look so much better, girl. You look good. Don't stop losing weight. But when I was fat, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> you know, it's they true. tell you afterwards. So when you break up with that man, they be like, girl, I could have told you he won't know good. I saw him so-and-so-and-so. So it's just... It's just it's like mind-boggling, like, you know what, you are not. So I disconnected anybody that had that type of spirit. I, I just cleaned the slate, and it was just me and God. Not I don't have any hatred, bitterness. I still love them. I just had to separate myself because I realized that they were not exhibiting the true word of friendship. And, and only that, like, just thinking God during that season pruned us. You know, he he stripped us. Yes, he did. You know, from from different things because of, of where he's taken us. You know, and that's this is for anybody. You know, when God prunes you, when he strips you, he has to take away things that are not going to get you to or bear the most fruit for you know with you. Yes, or take you to that next level. You can't take everybody you, with you. You cannot. And mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. You know, in yeah. that in that season and in many seasons where uh you know losing friendships. Um, God knew that where he's taking me, I can't, Some I can't people bring just it. Can't they go. just cannot go. If you're going to be an eagle, you can't walk with the buzzes. Yeah. Well, you can't fly. The, you can't <laughs> walk with the buzzes, fly with the buzzes, yeah. the chickens, whatever. I don't care. Roosters, crows, it don't matter. Ravens, anything. You, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. You are an eagle and God demands us and requires us to soar. Yes. And so with that, I, I want you to, for those that, mom that may be going through grief right now, because a lot of people have probably lost loved ones during COVID. You know, this has been, a, a, this pandemic has really affected a lot of people. A lot of people lost relationships during this, this season. Just people experiencing a loss in friendships. So with that, you know, those that are grieving, because a lot of people are grieving. Yeah, um, loss of what, jobs you know, and everything. Lost jobs, yes. And so with that, you know, I've even heard, you know, marriages ending, you know, after yes. 20, 18 years, yes. you know, just ending. And so with that, what could you uh, give to that hurting uh, person, that person that is grieving? What could you tell them or what type of words of encouragement to help them as they, you know, go along this journey? What did you use? What helped you in your grieving? In my grieving, well, um, doing the Everything happens for a reason, and we don't understand sometimes, like I said before. But God birthed out of me uh, brokenness for change that, you know, that I'm starting a nonprofit organization um, and where we deal with the brokenness inside. Because in order for you to change, you have to recognize your brokenness. And so what I can um, tell the, the people out there in the audience is you have to, I found it very comforting writing a letter to God. And I know you say, what? Write a letter to God. Yes, baby. Write your letter to God. I, because sometimes we talk to him and we feel like he doesn't hear us. But I encourage you to sit down and write a letter to God and tell him all of the things that you feel, all of the disappointments, everything. And I would put that and I would put that letter in an envelope and go back to it in another month, I'll say. And I guarantee you, you will find that God has answered a lot of of your prayers and the things that you have asked for. I'm telling you, it doesn't take him any time to answer. It's right, but you have to go to God 
And I found it comforting writing in the letters because sometimes you can forget the things that you ask God. So if you write it down, that was comforting for me. Um, and then when I put it in there, I felt like I put every last burden in there, Brittany. Everything I was feeling inside. You know, if, if, if somebody broke your heart or somebody hurt you or friendship loss, you grieving over your loved one for COVID-19, your marriage is broken up. I'm telling you what, if you write, I know you say, write a letter. I tell you, if you try it, you're going to feel really good. Not only write that letter, then you take and pray. You really go and you pray and you just really just allow God to just purge all of the pain and the hurt out of you and begin to worship him. I'm telling you, when you begin to praise God and worship him and tell him, thank you, because God, daddy knows just what you need. Daddy knows what we need. And if he removes, he's going to always replace. He's never going to leave an empty space. Always remember, that's a wrap right there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Go ahead, okay, and I'm not going to do it right now. But, you know, he will replace and he will not let you have an empty space, you know. And so, and you don't have to worry about anything. God will make a way for you. So my encouragement to you is to to do that. What do you think about that, BB? I think it's good. And on top of that, just a piggyback, um, I, I did therapy all, you know, so, you know, Therapy was was very helpful, and that's one of the things that my therapist told me to do. She said, Brittany, I want you to write a letter to God, and then I want you to write a letter to your brother. Mm-hmm. And when I say that that was therapeutic, just for me to get all of that, what was inside my head, and get it out and put it on paper. And so for that, that was my time of release. And after that, I began to think, see things shifting in my life because of that. And so now I write so much that it doesn't stay in my head. And I think that's where, you know, the battle is, is in our mind when we keep things there or allow things to go unchecked. And so for that, I'm letting God, I'm giving it all to God and say, here you go. This is what's what's going on and I need you to help me with it. So yeah, definitely uh, writing is very therapeutic. Going to therapy, y'all, nothing wrong with being saved and still That's going right. to therapy. Exactly. Um, and also, uh, like she said, prayer, you know, worshiping God, being in his presence is such a comforting thing because when we lack, when we're outside of his presence, it's, it's clear we're lacking something mm-hmm. but when you go in his presence that's when he can give you uh, all the things and replace and, and and restore all those things that you need um as you go into his presence yes. so i say remain in his presence because that's where you're going to get the joy yes. that's where you're going to uh, god's going to fill the void yes. that's where he's going to get everything and so i would definitely say that uh to piggyback off of your gems as well and also and write the, a letter to that man or that woman or whoever hurt you uh, write a letter to them. Tell them how they made you feel. That's good. Set that sucker on fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> the spirit left. It's, it's gone. It shut the door. It just walked out. You can out. set it on fire. <laughs> it just walked out. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, just, just, just playing. But um, <laughs> it made me lose set my it, train of thought. I was on the roll. Uh, but yeah. Set a fire onto his soul. Okay. All right now. <laughs> Girl, stop, stop. But yes, one more thing, y'all. Um, I will also say, don't do this alone. No. You know, because sometimes we can feel like I'm a woe is me. I'll mm-hmm. do it on my own. No one understands. But there is someone out there, whether it is a YouTube video, whether it's podcasts like this one, you know, whether it's just a close, even if it's just one family member or yeah. a friend, you know, don't do this alone. God has put people there in your life 
you know, to be to be those jewels, to be those gems that help you. And so I would say you don't have to do this alone. And so that's something I realized. Yes. I, I, I cling to my family. Yes. You know, I cling to y'all and even uh, to just probably about two or three friends I had that really stuck close uh, with me during the whole process. And so I would say don't do it alone. Don't so do you it got alone. a lot of gems, y'all. Don't Therapy. do it with no drugs either. Don't do it no with no coping mechanism, something else. Mm-mm. Do it no with someone that you, no, addiction. no addiction. Do it with someone that you can trust. Because I know I don't need nobody blowing up a blunt. Is that what y'all call it now? Uh, Why are we talk about this. <laughs> okay, so I don't need you getting high to get out the way, you know, or popping some pills or getting on Is anxiety not- pills because that's what the devil wants to do. It's a trap to get you on these all these anxiety pills and different things to cause you to. You know, where you cannot function and you can't be prepared for that man and you cray cray. You got to be on point. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Extra gem. (laughs) But yes, y'all. So again, no addictions. Don't try to run to addictions in your in your grieving or try to run to uh, whether it's uh, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that's not it's not going to feel it's that not going to feel that void. So I would definitely say definitely therapy, um, definitely uh, being in a good church if you can get yourself yes. in a good leadership, yeah. um, where you are in in good ground. You're being fed. You know that's another thing you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta have that as well. Um, also writing, as we said, prayer, being in his presence, praising God. So here are some things that you can, some takeaways that you can use, um, as you, you know, go throughout this journey as well as, you know, we, we have what, probably about what, two, two more months. Yeah. Two more months until the end of the year. So, you know, here's some things that you can use, but, um, on that note, I want to say that mom. Mm-hmm. It's been a great episode. Thank you, baby. You said a lot. I love you. I probably <laughs> said too much, but that's okay. That's mom. <laughs> that is mom. That's every mom. You gonna have me on your show again? We'll we'll pray about it. I'm gonna go on a prayer. <laughs> but yes, y'all. I appreciate y'all for thank you so much for listening. You know, again, we are doing a series called Taking Care of Her. Uh, and we wanted to touch on first how to take care of your house. So I really, you know, you can grab something. I hope that you grab something on how to take care of your house spiritually as well as, you know, physically. And so we're going to have more episodes in regards to how to take care of her. So before you go, family, if you like this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. You know, believe it or not, your ratings are key to the overall success of this podcast. And so definitely leave a good rating for the podcast. And last but not least, I want you to know that it is my mission, y'all, to bring hope to the lost, to inspire you with God's word and his love. And so I truly believe that Flip Finding Love and Purpose, this podcast will bring those messages to your heart and soul uh, and let this episode be an example uh, to show you uh, why I do what I do. And so also our connection doesn't stop here. There's all other places uh, where we can stay connected. And so definitely check out my website, at brittanynbrooks.com. You can follow me on my socials at Brittany N. Brooks. And as always, beautiful ladies, uh, there's one thing that I am confident about. And all I want to say is there's always a better side to life. You just have to what, Mom? You have to flip it. Say it louder. You have to flip it. Not dip it, but flip it. Okay, she just added something on that note. Take care, everyone. Bye.